0: Welcome to our Streams International Ministry Podcast with Prophet Jared Nusulu, PhD, and Prophetess Gabriella Nusulu. Experience prophetic revelation teachings, personal prophecies, healing, deliverance, breakthrough. You are now listening to a teaching recorded at one of our live church services. Hallelujah. Yeah. Just reminding everyone that is watching online, um, even though you're online, there's no distance in the spirit realm. And I believe that you can receive from this word this morning right where you are. And anything that we release in prayer or anything that we release prophetically, it's for you as well. Can I also just encourage those ones that are venturing out um, into street ministry? Because I had never done it years ago. I need to update the... I've actually been married for nearly thirty-five years, and wow. been serving the Lord for over thirty years now. But when I first um, became a Christian, a few years in, I felt like I, I wanted to start street evangelism. <laughs> it was a crazy idea. We thought we'd go at four o'clock in the morning. I did go with another pastor's um, w- another pastor, a pastor's wife, and she herself was a pastor. And then we started out. So we we were aiming for the people. Um, it was on the Gold Coast, and we were aiming for the people coming out of the nightclubs. And all I, what I want to say to you is, is that after you've done it a few times, it is true a supernatural grace. Oh yes, comes upon you for evangelism. Like it might feel, it feels so you know terrifying in the beginning, but as you step out, especially as you see people prayed for, healed, or giving their lives to the Lord, you get so encouraged and excited. And you know, we were born for that. Oh yes. When you don't do what you're born to do, that is when you get off track. That is when you become despondent. That is, you know, when you get disappointed because you're just we're just playing church. We're yes. just we're just coming to church. We're not really doing we were called to set the captives free. Oh yes. Hallelujah. So I really want to encourage you to get behind this because I really believe in it. And we saw so many different um Tissue, please, hon. Uh, we saw so many different miracles happen on the streets. Oh, thank you so much. Sorry. I'm really hot. Thank you. Thank you for the anointing of the Lord. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Um. Oh, my <laughs> thank you, Pastor Massey. Thank you. Hallelujah. We saw so many supernatural miracles. See, the thing about... Um, being in street evangelism also is, is that the Christian or the believer is healed through the covenant of God, but the non-believer is healed because of the mercy of God. So sometimes you're just thinking, wow, Like, I've been believing for that same back complaint or, you know, that same problem. And how did they just get instantly healed and they don't know the Lord? But that is the mercy of God. Oh, yes. So you're not going out there on your own, even though you have the support of your leadership team. Praise the Lord. You're going out there with the mercy of God. Amen. You're going out there clothed in the goodness of God. And you really have something to impart. Amen. I was speaking yesterday at the um, New South Wales Prophetic Council, and I was just sharing about atmospheres we were um, uh, in the church in Jubilee in the city. And I just want to say that to streams as well. You know, just remember what I'm talking about today is really about shifting atmospheres in that area of prayer. But just remember the lives that have been laid down for you to come into a place like this. Oh, yes. For so people to join online in other nations and other campuses. And this isn't a small thing. You know, somebody had to give their life for this. It cost you your life to serve the Lord. Oh, yes. And to be able to come into a place where you can experience and encounter God, it costs something. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Just as I'm going to start, I'm sharing. This is called Prayer Shield that I'm sharing about. I'm going to touch in a few different areas, but... Yesterday we were blessed to meet Jay and Carla and thank you so much for your hospitality. And Jay drove us. It felt like a hundred kilometers, but it probably but it probably wasn't. But because we're from a country town, anything more than ten minutes away is a hundred kilometers. Away. Amen. But is he somewhere in the room here? Yes, he's, he's here. down the back down yes. there. What I felt when I after I met you when I went back to the room, I just felt like the Lord was really stirring me for this is for the both of you, but Jay, I want to say to you that the Lord says that your life is a sign and a wonder. And I feel like that he's only just begun to really use that in your life. There's some miraculous things that have happened to you, but there's so much more. And part of that happens because of the serving that you've done and you're doing It's like not one thing that you swept. It's so strange because I saw you cleaning, like with brooms and, um, you know, just cleaning. And I was thinking, and I felt, you know, what is that? And I felt the Lord said, you know, like the word of God tells us he saves our tears, but he's also very, very aware of our serving. Oh, yes. And he went and he was just showing me pictures and different scenarios of you serving and There's such a purpose on your lives. There's such a purpose to show other people. It's like you're a sign and a wonder to the church, but also to the unbeliever. Amen. Yeah. And I just really want to release that and encourage you that even the smallest things that you've ever done are noticed in the kingdom of God. They're noticed in the courts of God. Amen. And I just want to bless you this morning. Amen. Hallelujah. So much more in store for you. And every I do want to, one more thing I felt the Lord said to me, Jay, to you personally, everything that's happened in your life has been with an absolute purpose. It's like I'm ordering the footsteps of a righteous man. It's with an absolute purpose. Not one thing has been wasted and not one thing was an accident or should have happened. Amen. Amen. Bless you guys and thank you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So I want to start off by saying that right now through these last couple of years, um, we've really come into some um, perilous times and we've seen so many horrific things happen in the body of Christ and to the body of Christ and to leaders and overseers and their families. But at the same time, we're running parallel with an outpouring of the holy spirit and we're seeing an acceleration and a movement and an expansion of the kingdom. Oh yes. And as we're seeing that things are really heating up along the along these two tracks. And this is how the Lord first spoke to me when he was showing me, you know, what is what's happening? Like why why is this happening to so many good, you know, people of God amen yes. and How is this happening? And I felt like the Lord started to show me that there is such a shift in the heavenlies. There's a transference of power going on, wow. that he is dethroning the enemy where there's been many strongholds and principalities and powers and rulers of darkness and spiritual wickedness in the heavenlies, amen, yes. amen, that have been over areas. And if you you can sense that, you can drive into an area, sometimes you'll just sense what's over, there's poverty over this area yes. or there's suicide over this area or there's a, de- you know, a depression over this area. but because of this shift, this transfer that's happening for this end time outpouring for a 1 billion soul harvesting. Oh, yes, amen. He's requiring, I believe, from us an acceleration in prayer. He wants to accelerate us in a forward movement right at this time, but he wants us to have a prayer covenant covering, a prayer shield over those people that go before. The, all those people on the front line, amen. 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 I mean, your actual, you know, the papa of this leadership right now is in another nation, amen. Yes. And he needs to be undergird with, with prayer. Oh, yes. He needs to be lifted up with prayer because whatever he does, if you look all the way through the word of God, whatever someone does that you're serving, you you also partake of their reward. Like the prophet's reward, Oh, yes, amen? amen. Hallelujah, hallelujah. So I believe that the Lord is dethroning things in our regions and in our areas because we know that Jesus alone is going to sit on the throne of Australia. Jesus alone is going to sit on the throne of the nations amen. of the earth, amen. And he is not prepared to share that, hallelujah, And, you know, we've seen some outrageous things happen over these last few years, maybe Mm -hmm. last five years. But I really believe it comes to that Revelation 12, 12, where it says that Satan's time is short. He's wroth because his time is short. And we've seen an increase in that as we're seeing a power shift, you know, through the um, through COVID and through all these last few years, we've heard about a shift. Yes. Amen. Well, it wasn't so much a shift to shake you up so that you're out of church or out of God. It was a shift to draw you into the kingdom of God. Amen. Amen. It was a shift so that we would take up our responsibility within the kingdom. Amen. Oh, yes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And I really felt like the Lord put this in my heart. A few weeks ago, he really spoke to me and he said, we need a prayer shield. So in my ministry in Cairns, but I've also got other prayer ministries that I'm connected to joining with us, we are doing a 24-7 prayer. You don't have to do the same as us, but I'm just mentioning that the Lord did say to me, you know, from um, Passover through to Pentecost, for 50 days, I want you to pray 24-7. So that's not me personally praying 24-7. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I was saying yesterday at the summit, I'm always, I feel like I'm the most unlikely intercessor. Amen. Hallelujah. But nevertheless, I know when the Lord speaks to us. And as soon as I've released that to our church only in the last week, we've seen this roster filling up. So people are taking just like one hour, you know, shifts. And I don't know what it means to you, but maybe the Lord's speaking to you about something you know, similar to that, because I want to go into the why are we, why now are we so, you know, why is prayer such an important thing right now yes. in this place in time? Right. What prophetically, you know, is prompting us right now, amen, Amen. to go forward? Hallelujah. Because sometimes we talk about accelerating the kingdom of God, but most people don't even know what the kingdom of God is the kingdom of God we know is within us. Hallelujah. So what that means is you can come into a place like this where there's a dominance in the kingdom and you could be healed in here. Oh yes. Because the kingdom is dominating in this area. So when we talk about expanding the kingdom, we're talking about exp- expanding the place where Jesus dominates. That oh, yes. could be the shopping center where we just see, that could be the railway station. That can be anywhere in the marketplace. Amen. Right. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank you, Lord. So I really believe that we always have to come from the position of prayer that God's plans can't change. Amen. Amen. Full stop. Isaiah fourteen fourteen. It says the Lord of hosts has sworn as I have planned, so shall it be. And as I have purposed, so shall it stand. Oh, yes. Amen? So the prophetic words that we've had spoken over this ministry, over this nation, over the nations of the earth, are going to come to pass. Amen. Amen? They're going to come to pass. But I want to talk about our part in that. You know, what is our part in that? Because God could just wrap the whole thing up on his own. He doesn't need you and he doesn't need me. I'm probably a hindrance sometimes, amen. You're probably a hindrance sometimes, amen. He can do this, but he created a family and he wants to work together as a family, amen. Amen. And he wants us to partner with him in creation. And he is so determined, hallelujah, Hallelujah. and patient, hallelujah. Amen. (laughs) Waiting for the church to come to the fullness. Waiting for the sons and daughters of God to rise up, amen, and be everything. It says the whole of creation is groaning for the sons and daughters of God to rise up. Oh, yes. Hallelujah. Arise and shine for the glory of the Lord has come. It's risen. Gross darkness covers the earth, the word of God says, but the glory has risen upon the church. So he designed us as a group of people. The ecclesia, the governing body, is a military term, a a political term. uh, It's a term of, you know, warfare. Yes. That we have this authority. Amen. But I want to have a look at something, and this may shock you a little bit, but hold on. Don't throw tomatoes yet. Just hear me out, okay? Oh, yes. (laughs) Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Prayer gives God the authority to do his will on earth. And you may think, well, I don't know why he needs that because he is running the show. Hallelujah. Oh, yeah. That's what, you know, we think, well, he's running everything. But I want to say that he is in control and he is not in charge yes. of the earth. Because if he was, there would be no sickness, there would be no poverty. There would be no pain. There would be no dictatorship. Oh yes. There would be no mum and there would be no problems. And we see that in Revelation 21.4, when a glimpse of heaven, it says, I will wipe away your tears. I will wipe away your pain. I will wipe away your grief. Amen. So we see that. I always remember reading Kenneth e. Hagen back in the day. You know, he's a great faith, giant, amen, that died in his late 80s. And uh, he was with a reporter one day and the reporter was saying to him, well, what's going on here? If God is running the show, he's doing a bad job because there's so many problems, you know, in the earth. And Kenneth Hagin said, "What many people don't understand is that God is not the one in control. And he used that scripture from Corinthians for for Satan, the little G.O.D. of this world. He is wreaking havoc, he said, on the earth. Amen. Amen. But he is in charge and he is sovereign. And every plan that is ever purposed and released into this earth, amen, is going to come to pass. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. And so our part in praying is really coming into agreement with the things that he's already said. It's not, it's not we are not powerful. Amen. We can't do this without him. Yes, But if he is asking us to set aside a time right now, he has never asked me to do 24-7 prayer, although we have been part of that through other prayer groups. We have never been asked. And I say we need to be delivered from having an obligation to pray about things that are not from God. But when God says it, if God is, you know, we'll do a, a little activation at the end about what is God saying to you personally yes. and then corporately. Right. But if God says it, then He is going to do something supernatural. Oh yes, yeah, amen. Amen. And He wants to birth things and release things and He wants us. See, it's all it's in the sacrifice. It's not in our I wanna say silly little prayers. I don't even know what to say. Because humans were so insignificant to the plan. Amen. But nevertheless, we're in the family. Yes. And nevertheless, we're part of the planning. Oh, Amen. yes. So we have to come into agreement with those things that he has already said, because God gave man authority, Genesis one 26. Didn't he? What did he say? He said, let us make mankind in our image, in our likeness. I do not know what time I started speaking, and that could be scary. Sorry you tell me yeah do you tell me oh, hallelujah he gave man his authority right so we know that he we were created in the god class we were not created in the angel class we were not created in the creature class Amen. we were called to rule and reign hallelujah oh yes and that's why when you're not ruling and reigning if you're in addiction if you're under you know torment if you're under oppression if you're full of anxiety There's something on the inside of you when you're a Christian that knows this is not right. I was created to rule and reign with God. Hallelujah. Amen. He said to take dominion over things, didn't he? He asked us to do that. He also said, you know, he said in Psalm 115 that he owns the heavens, but I give the earth to the sons of man. Yeah. He gave us the earth. That is why, you know, sometimes we look at this the story of creation and we think, wow, could you not just go back and make another Adam? Did you know he was going to hand his authority over? But we know that you know, when he took the dust of the ground or the earth, Adam, Adamah in the Hebrew means ground. When he took that and he breathed into it, In the King James, it said he became a living soul, but in the Hebrew, it says a talking spirit. Wow! And he could no longer. You're a talking spirit. Oh yes. God is a spirit. Does it not tell us that in the Book of John? Amen. He is a spirit. The Father of spirits, it says in Hebrews. Amen. And so, when he breathed into him, he he took that dirt from the ground and became a talking spirit. He no longer could come back and make another Adam, because the earth has been given to the sons of men. Yes, we are to be ruling and reigning and subduing and changing and shifting atmospheres in our household. Oh yes, in our family. Oh yes, in our workplace. Oh yes, in our neighborhoods, wherever we were—in our church, in our ministry, in our nation. Amen. Hallelujah. So we know that Adam and Eve at that time, when he became Adam, he, they, I should say, gave their authority over to Satan through obeying him. The same way that we do now, you know, sometimes a Christian goes, well, I just can't wait to see all those old saints. I'm going to give them, you know, why they do this. Why do we do exactly the same thing? Amen. Because Satan has no authority, amen, no authority because of what Jesus did. But at that time, they were given the authority, and through obeying him, he did gain their authority. And I was just looking for this scripture. I was thinking in my head I did write it down. Luke 5, sorry, Luke 4, 5 to 7, if if Satan never received their authority, You know, when it talks about the temptation of Jesus in Luke 4, that couldn't have happened because he said, come with me to the top of the hill. I'm going to show you all the kingdoms of the earth. They are mine to give them to you. I will give you all of them, the authority and the splendor. It has been given to me. Yes. Amen. So had that have not happened, had that have not, because we know Satan is not always someone that tells the truth. But in this situation, to make that the temptation, yeah. when Jesus came out of the wilderness, filled with power, and went came sorry, was filled with the Holy Spirit, went into the wilderness, filled with the Spirit, filled with power, yes. he was tested. This wouldn't have been a temptation yes. had it have not been true. Amen. Amen. So he, so we see that we needed the Lord Jesus Christ to restore authority to mankind. Amen? Oh, yes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. So ever since Calvary, we know that we have had that authority restored. And I want you to just think about this. When Satan was kicked out of heaven... Revelation 12, 7 to 9. It tells us that Michael, the archangel, kicked him and one third of the angels yes. out of heaven. It does not say God the Father. It does not say the Lord Jesus Christ. It does not say the Holy Spirit. It says an angel kicked an angel out of heaven. Yes, He was a cherubim. Told to us in Ezekiel 28. Not made in the God class, in an angel class.
1: Yes, Amen.
0: And now a fallen, disembodied spirit with no power, no authority, looking for your authority, looking for you to come into agreement with his lies, with yes. his doubts, with his reasoning. Oh yes. Look, fear. And then looking for us to practice those things, meditate upon those things, and then act on those things. That's right. So that he will have authority. So how important right now is the restoration of the authority of God if we want to see the biggest outpouring that we, no eye has seen, no ear has heard of, amen. Oh, yes. We need to have the authority of God. Amen. And we need to pray from that position. It has been reinstated to us. It, it was said to us in Matthew 28. It's, he told us, you go now into all the earth. All power and authority has been given unto me. You go now. Yes. You go now to the shopping center. You go now to your workplace. Oh, yes. You now spread the word in your family. Amen. Hallelujah. Because sometimes we just get the Hollywood version of Satan and we just really forget we're on the winning team.
1: Yes, amen.
0: We just really forget the end of the Bible. Yeah. The whole reason that we're here is because he's victorious. Oh, yes. Because he rose, amen. Oh, yes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Sometimes we're waiting on God, waiting on God, waiting on God, and he's waiting on the church. He's waiting on the ecclesia. He's waiting on us just to believe that we have the authority, just to believe that we have the power that he says that we do. Amen? And we're we're never alone. He's with us. He didn't chuck a book at us and said, here, do it yourself. He said, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. Amen? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord, that you became a man. It was uh, your life for all mankind. Thank you, Lord, you legally, Satan's a legalist, he legally regained that authority. Amen. He went into, I know there's some people out there that don't believe in hell or heaven, but I'm telling you the word of God says, amen, (laughs) that he went down into hell and he took the keys of death and hell. And on the third day, the father said, come up here. And he was seated at the right hand of the Amen. Father forevermore. Amen. With a scepter in his hand and a crown on his head. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. A covenant making, covenant keeping, covenant revealing God. Amen. Oh, yes. Thank you, Jesus. But you know what happened when he did that? Ephesians 2.6 says this. This is where we need to pray from. This is who we are, church. This is who we are. Wherever you're watching online, this is who you are, amen. I don't care what your situation is. I don't care what your resources are. This is who you are, amen. Hallelujah. He raised us up with Christ, the exalted one. He ascended with him into the glorious perfection of authority of the heavenly realm. And we also were seated in the heavenly places oh, yes. with our Christ. Amen. Amen. We are seated with him, co-seated. Amen. Some of the translations, that translation said that, the passion, the passion translation. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. So we're multidimensional. We're living on earth, but we're praying, we're living here in a physical body, but our spirit man, we are praying seated in the heavenly places. Oh, okay. Amen. Amen. We are praying the things that he is revealing to us in the heavenly places. And we are bringing them to earth and releasing them into situations, releasing them into circumstances, releasing them into regions. Amen. Nations. Hallelujah. And I I don't care if that's your philosophy. It won't work. You know, if that's your theology, it needs to be your reality. It needs to be your reality. We can read those scriptures But we're still crying out. We've got no hope. We don't know what we're doing. We have no answers. And it's not true. Amen. Amen. That is a lie from the pit of hell. Hallelujah. You are risen with him in the heavenly places. And how you pray has to be from that seat. Amen. The seat of authority. Amen. He seated us at the right hand. The seat of authority. And I really believe that. Part of praying from that place and not praying from a carnal place is to do with encounter. You can't, you cannot move in power unless you've encountered God in that power. Example, if you were delivered, you know, I had so much deliverance. I came to the Lord so bound and so troubled in so many different ways. If you're not delivered in those areas how can you release deliverance into other people's lives and I know that the church has not really taught encounter the church is always like beware you don't know you know maybe it's an angel of light or maybe you don't know what you're desiring or you know be careful and I'm not saying that we should not test the spirits or not be careful but at the same time I am saying that unless you encounter God you will not be able to help other people encounter God. And our absolute desire must be, I want to encounter God more. I want to encounter God in a deeper way. I want to encounter God in a way that my life is so changed that I can go and talk to other people and their lives are changed. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. 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 Some people encounter him as the healer, you know, the last time we met um, with Gabriella in Townsville, my husband had a herniated disc. He did not walk. After that time, he had an accident, another further slip of that disc when we left. He, I, don't, I don't think you know this, but he didn't walk for 21 days. was—I This has never happened, even though he fell off a building and broke his back. So a pre-existing situation, So it was easy to damage, so to speak. But when that went out, we just we were just crying on God. We were just like, "No, you you can't, because you've done everything else for us. You didn't bring us this far. That now my husband can't walk. So he, um, my mother is 80 and she lives with us. Dawn, she lives downstairs and a unit." And she had a walker. (laughs) She lent it to my husband. He said, I'm going to walk. I'm going to get up every morning and just speak the word of God. And I'm going to start going around the block. And when he first started going around the block, he looked like he was like crying in pain. And I was thinking, oh, I I don't know if this is good or not. You know, I want you to believe by faith, but I don't want you to damage anything more. I was worried about what was he He's not listening to me. He would get up really early in the morning and go out walking. And then I noticed after uh, maybe two weeks of doing this, he was going without the walker. Hallelujah. And I was just like, <laughs> wow, wow, wow. it's true. Amen. And now he doesn't have a walker, obviously, and he I can know, walk. Man. Amen. Yes. Hallelujah. And that doesn't mean that he hasn't strengthened his back in the natural and done exercises and this and that. But you can't. You can't with this. I saw the x ray. They were basically saying it's almost like a wheelchair situation. You have to take the authority that you have, amen, and put it to action. But faith without works is dead. You know what small thing is God asking us to do? You know, I, I was so admired, my husband, because I thought, oh, I don't know if he'll be, like, embarrassed. All the neighbours, you know, know who we are, and he can run around the block, but now hes they'll be thinking, what happened to that family, you know? But he, I, he was so determined. Oh he was so determined. I am going to receive this healing. And that's how we have to be, oh amen. Yeah. Are we determined to see an outpouring in this nation? Amen. Hey, are we determined to see our families and extended families healed and delivered and saved and encountering God, amen, in a way, hallelujah, that they've not encountered God before, amen. Praise the Lord, hallelujah. You know, prayer is not, um, <laughs> prayer is not, and neither is authority. It's not like luck, it's not pot luck, it's strategic, We need to come to the courts of heaven. We need to pray from the heavenly realms where we're seated with him. Amen. Hallelujah. It says in Psalm 145, 18, the Lord is near to all who call, all corporately, who call on him, to all who call on him in truth. I believe that corporate prayer just amplifies the power of God. Amen. It just amplifies. There's something about the unity What I know is if you start praying for other nations, you fall in love with people you don't know. Often when we traveled overseas and ministered in other places, I'm in love with the people before I get there. That's why we have to pray for our enemies. Because you can't stay angry. (laughs) Amen. Works for husbands and wives as well. (laughs) Children, amen. All those ones that know our faults and can push our buttons. (laughs) I want to finish by saying this about corporate prayer and coming and undergirding leaders, overseers, those ones on the front line at this time who God puts on your heart, amen. But I really believe that as we see the kingdom of God, you know, advancing, I want to give you a few scriptures about. You know, other people in the word of God that always called on the brothers and sisters, amen. I feel like there's a false thing that's happened in the body of Christ where don't get offended, guys, okay, because I love you. I'm a pastor and a prophet. I'm putting my prophet cap on now. I'm not the loving loving one right at the moment. But the church has just depended upon, oh, the pastor, why are they at lunch? They should be home praying for my family. They should be <laughs> fasting day and night. Oh, they went on a holiday once in four years. Oh, my gosh. They should they should give all that money to the poor. They should be praying for me, praying for me, praying for me. Now, what did I just say? The whole body of Christ is seated at the right hand of Jesus, seated in the heavenly places, the whole body of Christ. Amen. It is the church that should be praying for the leadership, for the fivefold. We have no right to judge fivefold. If they slip up, if they're human, they make mistakes. We, How can we judge them if we never prayed for them? We never supported them in what they were assigned to do. Amen. And this is what we're called to do as a family, amen, is to support those ones. For we do not want, Paul said in 2 Corinthians 1, 8 to 11, for we do not want you to be uninformed, brothers and sisters, about the trouble that we have on the west coast of Asia Minor. Now we are utterly weighed down and beyond our strength so that we despaired even of life. My gosh. They were depressed. They were discouraged and they were crying out to them saying, please uplift us in prayer, amen. Amen. Indeed, we felt within ourselves that we have received the sentence of death. I tell you what, it, it, it costs you your life to serve the Lord. And sometimes it feels like you die a thousand deaths. It really does. It is such a lonely place. It's such a difficult place to walk in some people's footsteps, amen. We can never look at someone else and say, oh, I wish I was Prophet Gabriella. You don't know what she's had to go through. You just don't know, amen. It's how much are we willing to sacrifice to see the presence of God, amen. He goes on to say so they're at the point of death and we were convinced that we would die this is bad so that we would not trust in ourselves but in God who raises the dead he rescued us from so great a threat of death we continued and he continues to rescue us on him we set our hope and we will again be rescued while you join in helping us by your prayers then thanks will be given by many persons on our behalf for the gracious gift of deliverance granted to us through the prayers of many believers. Paul is crying out here. Sometimes we don't know what we're going to go through, but we know who we're with. He said, I'm shipwrecked, I'm broken, but my hope is still in Jesus, amen. And he's asking, so I'm not saying that the leadership is weak, I'm saying they're strong. They're strong, Amen. With a vision, with an assignment from oh, yeah. God in every campus that's watching, Amen. Every person that's watching, every person that's here, hallelujah. Goes on to say in Romans fifteen, thirty to thirty two I urge you, notice it's not speaking, it's not saying, I urge you pastors, be the ones to pray. I urge you apostles. I urge you prophets, teachers, evangelists. I urge you. No, it says, I urge you brothers and sisters by our Lord Jesus Christ, by the love of the Spirit to join me in the struggle. He earnestly is crying out. Join me in the struggle by praying to God for me. Pray that I may be kept safe, he's saying here, Paul, from the unbelievers in Judah, and that the contribution I take up for finances, for provision, amen. amen. The pastor isn't, you know, supposed to be on their face all day prying about the finances. Amen. The church is supposed to give, guys. Oh, yeah. And the church is supposed to pray for the outpouring of finances. Hallelujah. Amen. amen. You will love me when you get to know me. Hallelujah. He said, when I take the contribution to Jerusalem, let it be favorable so that I may come to you with joy by God's will in your company and I may refresh you. God doesn't want the leadership of the body of Christ so frustrated over where are we going to meet? How are we going to pay the bills? How are we going to keep the aircon on? <laughs> How are we going to keep the running water or whatever? We're coming to bless you. We're the servants of God. We're coming to refresh you. Take the burden off of the leadership, off of the overseers, amen, off of those ones on assignment from this ministry and those ministries watching, hallelujah. 2 Thessalonians 3, finally brothers and sisters, Pray continually. Once again, he's not—he's not calling out the fivefold. The fivefold are for the equipping of the saints, for the work of the ministry. <clears throat> Excuse me. Finally, brothers and sisters, pray continually for us that the word of the Lord will spread rapidly and be honored and celebrated and glorified, just as it was with you. Pray that we will be rescued from perverse and evil men, for not everyone has faith. Amen. That scripture goes on to say about God is faithful to keep us and deliver us. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. But what does it start with? It starts with pray. What did Jesus do in his ministry? He gathered the disciples together and he said, could you pray with me one hour? I believe he's saying that. This is the scripture I got was from him in Gethsemane. He said, but, but he's saying, are we going to fall asleep? They fell asleep in that one hour. He's saying, are we asleep or are we willing to uphold? Amen. Amen. The assignments of God, oh, yes. the people of God, their families. Often when Satan can't get to the leadership themselves, they come and attack the family. Because they know if we're so concerned about, you know, we love our children, we love our family. If, if we're so concerned about that, how can we concentrate on the assignments of God? Amen. I believe that God is saying, for such a time as this, I'm calling you, don't be sleepy. Don't be complacent. Oh, yes. There's something about these 50 days that I can't explain because I don't often get exact times like that. But when I do there's always shifting. Yes. It's always something significant. I can Amen. only say it like that. And you know, I'm not the only prophet. There's a whole body. And if this does not witness to you personally who are sitting here, even though I asked the Lord, what should I bring to Gerald and Gabriella's church? He said, I want you to bring this word. It's an important word for them right now. Amen. Because this ministry is shifting. Oh, yes. And taking more ground. And whenever you come into new ground, there's always those demonic things that spring up. Giants saying, go back. You don't belong here. But God is saying, you do. You belong. Possess the land. I am dispossessing the land. You come and possess the land. Amen. Hallelujah. I love it that he didn't say, oh, only the intercessors need to pray only the gatekeepers, only the watchmen. He didn't say this. He said, brothers and sisters. There's so many scriptures that I could read about that. In fact, when God, whenever he gives me a word, I'm one of those word people that wants a hundred scriptures to back up what he's telling me. (laughs) I don't know what that is, but I was brought up in faith. So I guess it's from my uh, foundation. When I was going through, I was thinking, wow, I actually did not realize how many times they called out to the brethren, to undergo them in these assignments. And what would have happened if people weren't praying, amen? Amen. It established the whole new covenant. Paul wrote two-thirds of the new, uh, of the epistles of the new covenant, amen? Hallelujah. I do want to say that When I say the word prayer shield, there was a book out by Peter Wagner who has moved to heaven many, many years ago. I think this book could be like 40 years old. But I remember as a new Christian reading this book, but I had forgotten until the Lord said that word. And I thought, I know that. Like, I know that phrase, like prayer shield. I know that. And then I went and rediscovered that book. There's also been another one put out by John Maxwell and it might be called the Pastor's Prayer Partner or something like that which is a little bit similar but they are the original one that was adopted by Cindy Jacobs and all of the international prophetic council at that time all those years ago when I was a new Christian it was in three layers so there is because we're going to do this activation so I'm telling you this for a reason Amen. okay <laughs> There is a personal intercessor, whereas we may pray soon and you may say, I believe that Pastor Gerald is my assignment because we all have different assignments from God, amen. Or you may say, somebody else that's in, you know, Jay, that's in a leadership position or Carla or, or someone else in the music team that's leading in some way. So there's, that's a personal intercessor where you're just given one person's name. And we do that in our ministry and we say, you know, that's great. You just pray for you. We don't want to. We don't want to pray under obligation. We want to pray under the unction and the power of the Holy Ghost, Amen. in the authority that we have. Amen. Secondly, we could say connected prayer partners. So that may be like in my situation, it's my intercessory prayer team. You know, it's like my whole prayer team. They're covenanted, connected prayer partners, that I could call on them and say, hey, I want to pray for Streams Church this weekend, which I did, amen. Or I want to pray for this people or that, you know, whatever. And then we have casual prayer partners, which is in the whole body of Christ is in that group. No one escapes a little job here, amen. And you may just be praying in general, I'm praying for an outpouring in my church, I'm praying for uplifting for my leadership, my pastors, the people that are, you know, impacting my city, my neighborhood. I'm praying for my home group leader, as we saw that uh, man share this morning. Whatever that is. So there's three parts to the prayer shield that makes up, and all the parts are important, and none is more important than another. It's whatever the Lord shows you. Amen? So I want to give you an opportunity to wait on the Lord and we're just going to ask Him to reveal what is He saying to us? What is He saying to us this morning? I don't want to bring a message. Faith without works is dead. I don't want to bring a message where no one is provoked to faith and bring a message to provoke you to pray. You've got people that have laid down their lives. You know, when I was coming here this morning and I was just meditating on Gerald and Gabriella, the Lord said to me, they laid down their lives and left a nation. They left their family. They left the familiar food and culture and ways and everything else that's a comfort in our life. They left everything for the assignment of God. It just made me cry when he said that because I thought it's such a sacrifice. We may see them, you know, and we may think, oh, they make it look so effortless. But there's a foundation of sacrifice. There's a sacrificial life there that's been laid down. And because they came out of their nation the way Abraham was called out of his household is what the Lord said to me. Because they did that, you can come here and receive and you online can receive in different campuses and different places, amen, because of what they did in that laying down. I'll tell you, we don't treat it like a lot on earth, but they do in heaven. It's big, amen. It's really big. Hallelujah. It's big. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's just close our eyes and just allow the Holy Spirit to come. Mm-hmm. You are welcome here, Lord. Mm-hmm. Just allow that. Just sit in the presence of the King, and there's like, there's a spirit of honor happening in the house right now towards your mama and papa, amen. But it's also an honour towards the family of God. The Lord is just saying thank you. Thank you. Thank you.
1: Thank you for listening. To
0: keep in touch with our ministry, visit our website at www.streams.org.au. And follow us on all social media platforms at streams.international. It is a blessing to share with you all our prophetic revelation teachings. And it's our prayer to see you transform into mature sons of God. Share this podcast with your friends and family. Be blessed. And until next time,
1: Shalom.